Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. Today we are having a very wellness-focused conversation um, because our mission here is to cultivate confidence through leadership and wellness. And then in my definition of wellness, that breaks up into two parts, nutrition and fitness. So we're kind of kind of leaning towards the nutrition part today. Um, but I get to talk to a longtime friend of mine. Leah Bergaman. She is a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner who works with women from all over to support their bodies through proper nutrition in order to balance their hormones. So if you can guess, that's how I met her. I had some serious hormonal balance needs and then we became fast friends after that, which I'm so, so grateful for. She is also the host of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, and Leah does so much. She does so much through her podcast and through social media to just educate women on how everything from stress to exercise to seeds to the food we eat, how all of that affects our hormones. Leah also has a family that is currently growing from three to four, which is very exciting. And then You know, especially when it comes to leadership, I know firsthand how closely she works with and leads her clients through what can be overwhelming changes, and she really is great at it. So lots of respect from me to Leah, and I'm so grateful she's going to share with you all today. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Okay. Hey, Leah. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? You are so welcome, and I'm so happy to be here. I am doing well. Um, It's just so funny that we're both pregnant, so I can like commiserate about my pregnancy symptoms, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. (laughs) I know, and oddly, like really close together, too. Yeah. What is it, like two two weeks apart? Yeah, you're just a couple weeks ahead of me. Yeah, that is super funny. Um, I know. I wish that we could you know, like I was saying before I actually hit record on this, I wish we could just like catch up all day. Um, Because I feel like at this point, we kind of go way back, which I am thankful for. But um, regardless, thanks for taking the time. So I just wanted to jump right in, or I just want to jump right in. Um, Could you just introduce us to you and then introduce us to your family? Yeah. So my name is Leah Bergman. I'm a certified functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner, which is such a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I specialize working with women's hormones and I am married. My husband um, is a doctor of physical therapy. So I guess we kind of like run in the health space over here. And I have one little boy, Landon, who is two and a half. And then we have a second little boy, Killian, who will be born in September. So we're just a tiny little family of testosterone over here, I guess. It's <laughs> lots of boys. <laughs> lots of boys, but you can handle it. Yeah, it's all good. I had six brothers, so I feel like, you know, it's okay. So if anybody's well prepared, it's you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, 
Well, I have some questions about how you balance that like family aspect with your work later um, that I'm excited to get to. But, you know, I was wondering if you could first just kind of start with a little bit of your story. Um, Mm -hmm. I know just because there's a huge story that goes into the background of what got you involved in what you're doing and, you know, what got you so passionate about guiding other women through their hormonal healing journey. And then, you know, all these different programs you have set up. So like, could you just yeah. kind of share that story with us? Yeah. So I actually went to college for music. Um, I have my bachelor's in piano and voice, which is a far cry from health, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Brings on my creative side. So I went to college for music and I graduated um, and college murdered my health because, uh, and I think this is with every, you know, major, you know, you're just, the work is never done. But specifically Mm. when it comes to music, like your homework may be done. You may be well prepared for that test, but are you ever done practicing? The answer is no. And I had Mm. two instruments to practice for. So um, there was so many nights. I remember not going to bed till 3 a.m. And then I'd have to wake up at 530 because of my commute. So when I graduated, I remember sleeping 10 plus hours every night and I would wake up and I'd be so tired. and I just thought I need a recovery from college. Like give me a couple weeks. Well, months go by and I'm like, I'm so tired. Um, so bloated all of the time. Um, digestion was bad and my cycles were kind of weird, <laughs> but I didn't ever put this together. You know, like I would have 30 day cycles, 60 day cycles, 90 day cycles. And I just thought that was normal, you know, like my cramps, my periods were debilitating. And again, I just like, I grew up with that. I thought it was normal. Um, Six brothers, remember? Only one sister. So there wasn't a lot of like tossing back and forth of like, what's Mm -hmm. your period like? (laughs) (laughs) So that was, you know, my reality. And then I was doing a self-breast exam and I found a a lump and everyone should do self breast exams. Um, and I'm not talking like a little tiny, like eraser bump. Mine was like the size of a golf ball. And I called my mom because that's what you do when things bad happen. <laughs> you call your mom <laughs> and she's like, go to the doctor, get into the doctor. So I got in, I think the next day they were really accommodating. I had an ultrasound. I was too young for a mammogram. This is, I'm really aging myself. But so this was back when I was like, 21 or 22 because I had just graduated college and uh, they diagnosed me with fibroadenomas, which are benign breast tumors. Now, if you have a complex fibroadenoma, this does put you at a greater risk for breast cancer, but not if you just have like a basic one. I did get the gene test for the BRCA um, genes and I tested negative for both. And so even though the doctor was like, I highly recommend you get these removed, I was okay to not have them removed. Um, Because what I found out as I started looking into this is that every time you get them removed, about like 95% of them come back. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I going to spend money on this surgery, go through a surgery to have them come back? Um, And so I said no. And that was my personal decision. And I started researching this. And by researching at this point, I was looking at Dr. Google. And I was like, the 30 days to get rid of fibroadenomas and looking into all these things. And people are like, oh, if you follow this 
diet for 30 days, you'll be cured or, you know, eat no red meat for 30 days or, you know, all of the things. <laughs> right. Um, and I, this wasn't working except for making me go crazy. Um, and I was very just concerned about my fibroadenomas. So then I started dumping into the, like the, the doctor realm and the holistic realm and the practitioners. You guys, I, I went to like every doctor. <laughs> like I did all the things. I did so many tests, like heavy metal tests, gene tests, like all of these things. And every single doctor's like, I can fix your fibroadenomas. And they would do something very specific for my fibroadenomas. And newsflash, nothing worked except for it gave me very disordered eating because they're all putting me on these super restrictive mm. diets. And they're like, you cannot cheat. You can never have coffee. You could have a half a cup of strawberries. Like it was just ridiculous. And so after two years of this, three years of this, um, I was like, enough's enough. And so I, at that point, started tracking my cycles um, and understanding more about my cycles and just started eating to nourish my body a little bit more. And no doctor at this point had ever asked me what my periods were like. None of them. They were so focused on my fibroadenomas and like, oh, you have fibroadenomas because you have high estrogen. So let's put you on progesterone instead of like figuring out what's going on a little bit deeper. Um, so I started tracking my cycles and that's when I realized I wasn't ovulating. And that was kind of, you know, a red flag to me. Again, didn't know too much at this point. So just learning. And I was about to get married, I think, at this point, and obviously wanted to get pregnant. I'm like, well, ovulating is kind of a necessary like component to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's when I got really, really serious. And that's when I started actually studying and not just going on Dr. Google um, and reading books and looking through the journals and figuring out what 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 is it with women's hormones like and sadly you know that there's really most menstruating women and i say menstruating cuz this doesn't apply if you're a postmenopausal are left out of studies why mm -hmm. because we respond differently depending on where we are in our cycle so let's not spend more money and test them four times throughout your cycle let's just leave them out and then we'll have you do all of these things because we have scientific studies on it but we fail to mention that you actually weren't in the scientific study. It was done on men. So Some that was, problem. Yeah, that was such a big newsflash because at this point I'd been told do keto, do IF, like all of these things. Um, mm -hmm. So that's when I just that's when I just put my hat on and I was like, OK, I need to I need to really get serious about this. Anyways, um, flash forward, I did get, um, I became a certified functional practitioner so I can run functional labs, all of that. I completely got rid of my fibroadenomas. They're all gone and not a single surgery. Um, I'm obviously pregnant with baby number two. So we got the ovulating working <laughs> <laughs> and I lengthened my luteal phase. I actually had ovarian cysts as well that I got rid of. Um, and regulated my cycles, had completely painless cycles, was just able to balance my hormones, all that fun stuff. And then um, everyone started asking me, what'd you do? <laughs> because I'm a very open person. So I was like, you have painful periods. Guess what? That's not normal. And people started asking. And um, then that became my life's mission. And now it's my full-time job. I love it. 
Um, you know what I love the most about your story too, that I hadn't actually really connected in my mind until now, just hearing it, um, is that like so many of those challenges that you walked through translated directly into how you were able to help me. And I can only speak Mm -hmm. for myself, but I'm assuming lots and lots of other people because like even, um, even the stress of, of college. Cause I remember when I came to you and came on as a client, uh, that was like very closely after college and a lot of, yes, I wanted to come to you to fix, you know, I wasn't ovulated. Actually, I didn't know that <laughs> you, you told me that, but like, I was having just like, you know, all sorts of not great digestion period all over the place. Um, but a lot of it also was wrapped up in the stress of post-college and you were able to like, Hey, yeah, I've, let me walk you through that part too. (laughs) And then the disordered eating from just Mm -hmm. like competitive athletics and being told like this, 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 and, and things like that. And you were able to really help with that. I remember that being a huge unexpected, but blessing of a, of a focus that we, that we walked through. So I think it's really beautiful when you kind of think about like, you know, cause we go through difficult things all the time, but then it's really beautiful to see them come full circle as a way that you can serve somebody else down yeah. the road. Um, so it's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Um, so obviously, yeah, I worked with you. <laughs> that's yeah. how we, that's how we met. And so I know kind of firsthand you work super, super closely with your clients. Um, yeah. And I feel like you strike this beautiful but super unique balance between coach and friend, you know, because mm-hmm. you were a coach to me. Like, I respected what you had to say. I did what you told me to. I was compliant, but also friend because I shared things with you that were super, super close, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, disordered eating related thoughts and things. Yeah. Um, so from with that in mind, what is what is the most difficult thing for you kind of from this leadership perspective of how you learn to communicate with each individual that you work with and lead them through that that journey that's a tough question and I feel like I'm constantly learning that um Mm, so I always have a coach I'll probably always have a coach um in the beginning, um, I focused very much on business coaching, you know, having someone help me. And now um, my coach does do a little bit of business, but we actually work on nervous system regulation because one of the hardest parts of my job is holding space for like a hundred women at a time. And, you know, if you think about it, um, when women are coming to me for help, you know, we're dealing with infertility, we're dealing with, um, loss of self-confidence. We're dealing with emotions all over the place, which is affecting the relationship where, you know, a lot of, a lot of things are coming up. And if you just think about talking to one person like that, it can be really emotionally hard. So I have about a hundred typically, you know, give or take at a time. And that is a lot of space to hold for women. And so this is a learning process. But for me, I find that a lot of people do know the answers inside of them. They just have to be given the space to feel safe enough to explore them. And so my job as a coach and is not necessarily to always tell you what to do. Um, Yes, I give you that information, 
but my job is to help guide you to figuring it out yourself. So yes, I like I give you training modules. I give you all the information that you need, but 99% of the time you're here because you need a step-by-step, you need an accountability, and you also need you need the space to figure out why you haven't been able to figure it out before. You know? Because sometimes I'm teaching you something that you may have learned before, right? It wasn't like a light bulb moment for you, but now we have to figure out why you haven't applied it and why it hasn't worked in the past, or maybe it needs to be tweaked to your lifestyle. And that really is just holding space because we have to dig really deep into those emotions and those mindset beliefs. And so I think my biggest job is providing you with information, but then guiding and giving you the space to navigate it. So um, I think one of the hardest things that I've had to learn, like bang my head against a wall hard, is not answering questions right away. Mm. Because if someone would come in and they're like, hey, my digestion today was horrible and I blah, 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 blah. And I want to quit and I don't know what's going on. And I'm so frustrated, you know, immediately as a coach um, and just as a human being, right? Our ego comes in and we want to be like, I can fix this and here. And yes, maybe, maybe I can fix it. But is that going to serve you long term? Am I going to be there long term? No, my job is to, is to provide you with these tools. And so controlling that and like not stepping in and being like, okay, do this, 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 and this instead asking the questions, what did you do differently? What are your stress levels looking like? How are you feeling? What do you think is the issue? And just guiding them. And I'd say that like pretty much a hundred percent of the time, give them like two hours and they come back like, oh my gosh, I know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there you go. You know, because, and then that gave you the space to instill that confidence that you are knowing the answer. Mm-hmm. And then you get more confident about your health journey. So yes, I provide tools. Yes, I provide information. But I think a big part is like just holding space for you to like navigate the turmoil of a health journey. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I feel like um, I feel like you just do a really good job, too, of teaching people how to listen to their bodies. Yeah. Which I'm going to be honest, I came to you having zero understanding of that. I didn't leave yet with 100 percent of that because I was maybe I was even in the negative zone. I was really bad. Um, I feel like I'm still learning that. But um, yeah. that's definitely something that started then, because I do remember you would ask those um, questions that wouldn't just like, what's that one saying? Like, um, teaching people how to fish instead of just giving them fish. Yes. I feel like that's kind of a a quote that would match Mm -hmm. how you lead people to that. But I love that you, I love that you have kind of the humility to just admit, okay, yes, I, I have to, you know, have my cup emptied out for all these people. So I need to have somebody who's going to fill mine up too. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And a lot of times she holds up the mirror for me (laughs) whenever Mm -hmm. I'm like getting frustrated um, or I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of. She goes, okay, well, why didn't you set that boundary? Like, why Mm -hmm. are you letting them do that? You know, and taking like radical responsibility for like, hey, like set your boundaries, stick to them. Like, are you doing what you preach, et cetera? So it's very nice to have, um, and I find that that's useful over a spouse, you know, because my poor husband can only like listen to me, um, need help so many times. 
That's funny. That's funny. Um, a little bit related too, because I feel like you just kind of touched on this, but yeah. um, a, a lot of what you just talked about involves a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is somebody trusting you when they're working with you, but of course they have to decide to work with you in the first place. And like you already kind of painted this picture of just how emotionally heavy the burdens are that people are coming to you with. It's not yeah. just about their cycles. It involves, you know, the people they live with, their self-esteem, mm-hmm. the way they view themselves, all sorts of things. So how do you go about just building that rapport and that trust before someone chooses to kind of put their faith in you, their financial investment in you, and then mm-hmm. work with you? Um, I give a lot away for free. So I give a lot of information out for free. I give a lot of education. and then. Most women have tried it at some point and they're like, wow, just following that one tip she gave me helped so much. Mm -hmm. So I give a lot away for free um, because I know some people don't want to do that, but I don't feel threatened by it because I feel like people will invest to work with you because they want to work with you. They want to be in that that presence. They want to have my eyes on their health. They want that accountability because the internet's vast. You could probably find everything I talk about if you just dug long enough, but it's really just breaking it down into that piecemeal and personalizing it to you. So I'm very comfortable um, giving away like actionable tips. So I love that. And then I share my story a lot because um, I I was on the couch like crying, you know, curled up in a ball when my doctor was like, you have to like continue this extremely restrictive diet for 30 more days or three more months, even though you've seen no results. And here's your $600 bill of supplements and, you know, worried like, will I ever be able to get pregnant? You know, so I've I've been there. So I share that. Uh, because I think that understanding that I've been there is a really big part. And then lastly, I very often bring on my past clients to share their stories if they're comfortable, because, um, I think that their virtual space can be a little bit scary for people to invest in. Like, am I going to run off with your money? So hearing from past clients, um, is really big. My referral game is pretty strong too. Mm -hmm. That's smart. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Super, fun. <laughs> super, super fun. Um, yeah, I love that. That's great too, that you, you know, you kind of just have faith that, you know, you put it out there and, um, for everybody listening to, obviously I'm going to link your, you know, your social media and everything. Cause I, I still learn from you just following you and your podcast and Instagram and yeah. blog and everything. <laughs> so that's pretty amazing. Um, Okay, this may or may not be my favorite question that I wanted to ask you. (laughs) Um, And just because I think it's like so, so relatable. But so, you know, you run this business Mm -hmm. from home. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a toddler. You're pregnant, preparing to have another. (laughs) Um, Your husband works. You have a lot going on. You also just moved. I mean, that's a huge Mm -hmm. thing. Not super recent, but pretty recent. Um, So I feel like, you know, just with working from home and balancing other priorities, um, that's becoming something that's really important to a lot of people, I think Mm -hmm. now more than before. And so I was wondering just kind of what tips you have in your back pocket to focus on your clients while you're being surrounded by a lot of distractions. Um, So I think, well, I know you are extremely pro-life as am I. And something that I think is very interesting and Seth brought it up, is I think becoming a mom was like my biggest superpower because Mm -hmm. 
I started my business when Landon was three months old. Was I crazy? Probably. Probably. I'm going to admit that. But like I had it going, like the wheels were turning, but it didn't officially like start take off until he was a couple months old. Mm -hmm. That's when I first invested in a business coach. Um, And so I truly believe that like being mom also helped me just like prioritize like what's really important um, and take advantage of small amounts of time to get work done. Um, So number one, I would say you have to communicate with your spouse. So my husband is very supportive, um, but he was also in grad school when I started this. So Mm -hmm. we just juggled with what we could and let go of what we couldn't. So was the house perfectly clean all the time? No, like big deal. (laughs) like, you know, but we, you talk about that and you communicate that, um, I think would be number one, like sub is, is very helpful, especially he's out of grad school now. So this pregnancy, he actually took over a lot of the cooking because like raw chicken made me want to barf. So, Mm -hmm. um, he, he did a lot of the cooking, so that was useful. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so I think working with your spouse as a team is, is really big, but, um, you truly have to prioritize what's important and what's not and let go of the rest. Don't try to do it all. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started, I didn't have a website and I didn't have a beautiful Instagram and I didn't have a beautiful anything. I just showed up and I served and I let go of all the rest. And I I just had these blinders on. This was God watching out for me. <laughs> I had these blinders on. I didn't even know anybody else did what I did. I didn't even know they existed because I just had no comparison because I didn't look. And then as I got to a point, I after bootstrapping literally everything, I got to a point where I could outsource some stuff. And then that's when I started like the website and the podcast and I let people help me. I hired out and I just focused on the coaching. So bootstrap everything to a point, but let go of what you don't try and make it perfect because it's not going to be perfect. So, you know, the one part was Landon was really little. So like he napped a lot. So every time he napped, I would work. And every time he was breastfeeding, I could do networking on my phone, you know? So we just kind of juggled things that way until we got to a point where obviously I needed to, you know, he was walking and prioritize more time there. So I work during his nap time. And today, like he's out golfing with his dad. So I'm working and I work um, a little bit at nighttime and that's it. And I've outsourced the rest. So I have, I calculated the hours. I have a team that works about a hundred hours a month for me altogether. That's great. So, but we didn't start that way, but that's because I didn't care about the pretty graphics and I didn't care about my website. All I cared was, was helping people feel better. And so I showed up and I coached and I did that. And then I build from there. So I think it's so important to let go of, let go of everything being perfect. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The, that and the comparison piece. I like how you said that because comparison wastes so much time. It slows us down, takes our eye off the ball. And it is, it's very, very true. The saying comparison is the thief of all joy. It is. But yeah, I like that. No comparison, letting go of perfection, uh, prioritizing and partnering. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yep. That's great. Although for what it's worth, um, I thought before you had all the help you have now, um, your graphics were beautiful. So <laughs> they they have definitely improved. Um, 
I did have someone, actually quite a few people reach out to me after I got a VA that branded my emails. They're like, your emails look beautiful. Not that they weren't bad before. I'm like, it's okay. You can say they were ugly before. (laughs) That's funny. Well, I don't think so. Didn't make a difference for me, obviously. Um, Kind of a quick question just for fun. What is a simple but tiny change you wish everybody could make? Like you could just snap your finger and everybody would make it. That would make a huge improvement for their overall well-being. Just start. Literally. Um, Anything. Because you start a health journey. You're trying to wait for Monday. Um, I just had this discussion with a client. She's like, I'm waiting for my period to be done to start that part of the program. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen after your period's done? then you're going to be traveling or something, you know, to start the business. You're like, I just have to wait until I'm done here. It's like life is never going to be perfect. So never. if you wait for life to be perfect to start something, either you're A, never going to start or B, you're going to start and you're going to stop every time life throws you a curveball. So just just start. Do whatever, whatever you've been pushing off. Just, just start. Just five minutes. Set a timer. That's all it takes. That was the best answer, Leah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love it. Just start. Yeah, it's the hardest part of any workout too. Literally just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Um, what about, I know you have a lot. So if you can't remember, that's fine. But of all your podcast episodes, do you have a favorite and why? <sighs> okay. So I think one of the ones that's going to be the most educational for people is going to be tracking and understanding your cycle because Mm -hmm. your cycle is your superpower. Um, And I think if you can just start with understanding your cycle, then you can build from there. I want to say it's like the second episode I ever put out. So that would definitely be it. But you guys, I've interviewed some really cool people. So you should definitely check them out. And I will definitely share it so that we can all check it out. Um, Last question. So high pressure. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) What is a book you've recently read or listened to that you really remember enjoying? So I'm going to share this one for all my boy moms out there, but I, I, it's not super recent, but I always go back to it. It's called boys adrift by Dr. Sachs. Um, And he is a pediatrician as well as a psychologist, I believe. And he talks so much about like what is going on with the boys and men in our day and age. And he actually covers like, why do they get so many ADHD, ADHD diagnosis? Um, And he talks about nutrition. Um, He talks about like the estrogen um, soy plastics causing issues, mm-hmm. um, and just how to parent a, a boy in today's day and age and help them to succeed. And coming from a pediatrician as well as a psychologist, he had some really cool insights. So highly recommend. Wow, I just wrote that name down actually because that's yeah. fairly applicable. <laughs> yeah, um, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, I love that he's got that background, the author. But um, yeah, also just kind of an important topic. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything else that you want to leave us with Leah? Thank you so much. I really don't. I just, I think, um, well, I guess I do. I want you to just start. I want you to start listening to your body and I want you to know that like, you know, a lot more than you think, you know, 
You just have to trust yourself. And so, especially with women going to doctors and, um, you know, telling them their symptoms, like don't let yourself get dismissed and being told it's in your head because you know your body better than that doctor knows your body. He has a degree in medicine, but you have a degree in your life. So um, I think just tune in, like, you know, more than you think you do. That's great. Yeah. That should be an encouragement to everybody. Um, well, thank you so much. I mean, You're you welcome. already know this. So I'm kind of like, hopefully falling on, you know, deaf ears that you, you already know how I feel about you, but I have so much respect for you. Um, and I'm just so thankful for everything you've done for me. It's still paying dividends today, a long time later. Um, and I feel like I talk about you way more than, you know, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful. And for everybody listening, she, she really does mean when she says everything comes from a super genuine, um, but very well experienced perspective. So go follow, go listen, go learn. Um, cause I am still following and listening and learning. So thank you so much, Leah. You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for joining me on the best you can be leadership podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at best you can be and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.